0: The term gaslight comes from a 1938 play in which a husband tries to convince his wife, she's going crazy. During the night, he's looking for jewels hidden in the home. And as he does, the gaslights flicker because the play is set in the Victorian era gaslighting came to popularity in the 2010 period. And it explains when somebody tries to manipulate your memory to feel that you're going crazy or that you don't remember things quite as they actually were. Why is it important in the aspect of innovation? Because many times this happens to innovators, innovators are not interested in keeping records, and writing down the minutes of a meeting, they want to action, they want to achieve the bigger picture. And oftentimes they find themselves victims of gaslighting in the corporation, in the organisation, by the status quo. Don't forget, when you drive change, the status quo by its very nature will resist. This is the very first in our new series called innovation bites shorter bite sized nuggets of knowledge to help you make better decisions in the workplace. And in life. This one is what to do about gaslighting in the workplace. And it's with friend of the show, Art Markman. It's such a pleasure to welcome back the author of smart thinking amidst a flurry of other books and more on the way as he said in one of our earlier episodes, when you write on a regular basis, a book pops out every so often, and he's written some fascinating books. It's a great pleasure to welcome back Art Markman. Welcome back.
1: It's a pleasure to be back talking with you.
0: It's great to have you back, man. And you're after having a horrific accident as well,
1: fell on my bicycle and shattered my pelvis. And and in case any of you out there were wondering, uh, I don't recommend it.
0: Let's use that as a, a springboard board for what we're going to talk about, because I'm pretty sure you didn't remember it as well as you might remember it. And that might be open to manipulation. Because as you talk about in this brilliant article, you wrote that our memories aren't great and because of that they're open to manipulation and this happens both in relationships all the time in life all the time but in organizations all the time
1: i think that's absolutely right you know if you think about what our memories evolved for we're creatures so we're 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 the product of a long evolutionary history and memory was is really there to enable us to to use information that's likely to be valuable for us in a particular situation. And and as a result, it's not really that important who said what when. What's important is do I have the information I need to be able to solve a particular problem right now? Now, over the years and over uh, the, the evolution of human culture, it's become more important for us to know who did what when particularly because we love to give credit to the first person who said something or the first person who did something. But one of the reasons we're not that good at really remembering those specific details of stuff that happened in the past is because really that's not what our memories are designed for, which is the reason that we have developed other technologies like writing stuff down, because if we really need to remember exactly what somebody said or exactly who did something when, then we need to write it down and not rely on our memories. Uh, because and so and so, you know that and 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 by the way, that serves us really well in about ninety nine percent of our of our lives. And then every once in a while, it can cause a problem when we're in a situation in which exactly who did what when really matters.
0: So let's talk about that because I shared it with you. Personal experience as well, where you work in innovation, many of our audience work in innovation or they work in change roles or they're leaders in organizations and when the dominant group or maybe the dominant leader decides actually, I want Aiden out, I don't like the message he's conveying i don't want change here, suddenly you can find yourself backed into a corner and and I found this myself, you do start to doubt did it actually happen that way? Am I wrong? Am I broken? Is there something wrong here? And it's really unhealthy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so what happens is, you know, the our memory of previous situations becomes a mix of actual memories of events that that the original event that happened, plus all of the other things that relate to that event that happened subsequently. So, so, you know, let's suppose that you you said something in a meeting that uh, might've been a perfectly good point, but it rubbed somebody the wrong way. Immediately after that meeting, people might say, oh yeah, I had not a great point, you know, and I, I really resonate with that. But then if, if in the interim, people start saying, can you believe what he said in that meeting and twisting it slightly and giving a different interpretation of it and maybe even adding some words that you really never said, all of those elements can become woven into that, into, into the collective memory of that event off into the future, and so three or four weeks later, you, you what you said was reprehensible, right? Partly because people have put a different interpretation on it, but partly because by adding subtle details to to the description of the event, those become everybody's memory for that event. And and what's interesting is we don't we don't keep track of all of those different points in the interim when that memory got uh, manipulated and so in the end that's just what happened
0: i've given a introduction to what the heck gaslighting is in the introduction but i love you in the context of what you're talking about here what's c- corporate gaslighting what's gaslighting in the workplace but more importantly then art i'd love you to share what can we do about it
1: so I mean, gaslighting is essentially somebody taking advantage of the malleability of memory by systematically trying to say and do things that add details to the event that didn't really happen in ways that changed the collective memory about some past event and this this can be this can change the the memory of your team, but it can also begin to change your own memory of the situation where you now begin to think, wait, did I did I really say that uh, and and maybe even come to believe, wow, maybe I owe everybody an apology. now I, I gotta start by saying when you ask the question, what can you do about this I think I got to start by saying all of us, misremember stuff that happened in the past. It's really important. You know, one of the things we know for example is there's there's a lot of research on what's called egocentric bias, which is we overrepresent our own contributions to stuff that happened in the past. So you you know, you ask you, you take a team of 5 and you ask everybody to estimate the percentage contribution that they made to a project and then you add up those percentages, it's going to add up to way more than 100 because everybody overrepresents what they did. And so and so we're we're always gonna have a certain amount of misrepresentation that is innocuous, right? And and in those situations, you know, you can decide how much do I really wanna fight for my percentage of the contribution to this project, but but you know, it's it's just that's that's kind of life. And and you know, you have to, you know, life is often too short to correct the historical record on everything. However, when there's somebody in your workplace who is systematically Doing things that undermine your contributions, that 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 undermine your relationships with other people, by and 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 undermine your own faith in your in your in yourself and your ability to get things done. That's the point at which it's actually worth trying to take some steps to protect yourself. And a big part of what you need to do is to is you know as I was saying right at the very beginning is to use all those tools that are better at than our memories at stuff. So yeah, make, I'm I'm going to misremember stuff. But if I write it down, if I if I actually write down my account immediately after events happened, so that I can go back and look at that record, if I record some of my meetings, if I if I basically use all of these tools that we've developed to, to lay down a record of stuff that happened so that I can go back to that later, then then that has two benefits. The first is if I begin to doubt myself. I can go back and look at my notes and say no no this is what i said and and secondly and you can even do things like in if, if there's a particular individual involved in this take notes and then send it to that person right away so that there's so that there's a correspondence that involves a uh, an agreement about this is what we talked about so that if 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 it changes later you can actually go back to it and say wait a second this is actually what we agreed to. You may believe something different now, or want something different now, but but this is what we agreed to before. Um, so I think it it helps yourself to 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 stay grounded. And yes, I I I really do have a good memory for what happened in the past. But it can also be valuable if somebody's trying to undermine you to be able to come out and say, okay, hey, look, here's here's actually the way things unfolded in in a contemporaneous account of it. And and so let's let's at least be clear about the way that this event unfolded so that we don't end up creating, you know, creating a, an event that demonizes somebody when the original situation was actually much more
0: innocuous. I see a, p- a queue of people taking the minutes of the, <laughs> of the meeting for the first time ever. But I think it's really important art because for the type of audience that we have creative people, and often creative people don't like that type of linear mindset of having to take notes, they don't like Excel spreadsheets, that type of thing. But it is really necessary when you're doing corporate change initiatives, it's really necessary when you're trying to change the status quo, because the status quo by its very nature will resist and find ways to undermine you in not so pleasant ways. So I I thought it was such an important article, I'm so happy to share it with our audience. Where can people find out more about you? Your podcast, your writing—where you wrote this, for example—you write on a very regular basis, and as you said, every so often a bu- book pops out.
1: I mean, I I try to post things on my social media feeds. I'm pretty active on on Twitter and LinkedIn in particular. I also have an author page on Facebook for those folks who who are still on that platform. Find me there. Um, you know, I I, I try to give away as as much of of the content that I have as as I can, but but you know, every once in a while, I do sell a book or two.